In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Welcome to the Call by God podcast with Rotten Sanat, Adney Gordon, and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we'll bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome world to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, Nixon Sylvain, and I'm with Adney Godin. Adney, how are you doing on this blessed, blessed day? Good morning. Good morning. I am doing great. I'm truly honored that God allowed me to be on this time side of life. So it's a blessing to be on the show this morning. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I think I'm going to continue to use uh, this verse because <laughs> we ought to be glad on every day, right? <laughs> so today, without window, we're just going to go ahead and dive into the text. So today we're going to do a continuation um, of our discussion about Noah. Uh, we're going to look into Noah's call and, and Noah's uh, purpose uh, so if you haven't listened to the first episode or the first part one of Noah, um, you could do so. Um, you could do so. Just go ahead and look through the playlist. And you should be able to listen to part one. So this is part two. Part two, pre-flood. Pre-flood. Uh, we, uh, part one, we discussed the corruption of man. We talked about how God said he was going to destroy all of man and, and also how God showed Noah and his family favor. So now still we're still on pre-fud and we're going to discuss what God instructed uh, Noah to do. And also we're going to talk about uh, Noah and his family. So I'm going to begin with God's instructions. I'm going to begin with God's instructions, what he instructed Noah to do. And I'm going to begin um, at a verse, uh, well, Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 through 14. Um, amplified version, Adney. One of your favorites. <laughs> All right. Uh, so God said to Noah, 
I intend to make an end of all that lives, for through men the land is filled with violence. And behold, I am about to destroy them together with the land. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make in its rooms stalls, pens, copes, uh, nests, cages, compartments. Those are the rooms. Those were the rooms that, that Noah had to build. And coat it inside and out with pitch. This is the way you are to make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and it's height 30 cubits. So adding here, this is God um, giving no one instructions. And, and think of, you got to look at it like this. I'm sure um, Noah had to know what's going on in the world, but God had to, God has given Noah some direct um, insight, I would say, that he haven't really gave anybody else. So God is saying, God, God the creator saying, okay, I'm going to destroy all of mankind because why the, the world is full of violence. And even to this day, you know, so these are like parallels, you know, from these, I mean, this right here happened years ago, years, 2000, 3000 years ago, many years ago. And then we can see parallels, how, how we can see that the earth is filled with violence, even in 2020. So he's getting some direct insight from God saying, hey, God saying, hey, I'm going to destroy the world. And now God has given, given him instructions. Now, here's God, one of God want Noah to be very particular and specific on the task that he has charged him to do. So I want you to, I want you to, you know, talk about that. Let's talk about Noah's instructions. Let's talk about what do you feel in that day that Noah was going through? You know, here's God, you talk about the creator talking to him and for him to get that, that information, what do you think was going through Noah's mind? And as far as, you know, the, the task that God has given you to do. I was listening to you as you read and also reading it with you. And just just thinking, when we look at our world today, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a modernizer. When we look at our world today, like yesterday, I watched a movie called Chicago 7 and saw the rioting that took place and how these men were put on trial um, because the new state attorney felt like the old state attorney disrespected him and he wanted to make an example, right? And then I look at our our, our world um, back then and say, okay, God is the one that had to literally clean this up. When we look at the descendants of Cain and we look at the descendants of Seth residing together, what is going on at this time? Because we know men started calling upon the name of the Lord, but the descendants of Cain was still on the earth. So who is the one that's actually committing the violence? Those are the things that were going through my mind. Why? Because we know men began to call on the name of the Lord and that's where the lineage of Noah comes from, you know, and then God talks to him directly. So I'm like, okay, God, what is Noah seeing? What are you seeing? What are you trying to help us here now in this world to see in this scripture? And he said, their thoughts, their thoughts. 
And, and that, wow. that's what literally what he said, their thoughts are there. It's the thoughts. It's what we think. It's, it's not so much our actions. It's so much of the thoughts that go on through our mind that God is like, I can't allow those thoughts to come to life. I can't allow you to give birth to the things that you are thinking right now. And then now it's like, okay, Noah, you and I, we need to have a talk because I need you to build this and because I'm about to destroy this. Because if I let these things come to life, what what would be left of you and your family? That's actually what I, I saw. So back to you, Brother Nick. Noah here was building. Of course, he be, you know, he was obedient to the call. He built the ark, which took him a, probably approximately 120 years. And, and um, he was preaching, he was proclaiming, um, you know, pretty much warning people. I'm sure he was warning people. So first Peter says, first Peter uh, 3.20, it says, who once were disobedient uh, when the great patience of God was waiting in the days of Noah during the building of the ark in which a few that is eight persons, that's pretty much Noah family, were brought safely through water. So not only Noah built the ark and only he and his family, you know, were saved. And we could do that parallel with the church as well, you know, but Noah did everything that God has called him to do. Not only that, he was a preacher of righteousness. And I want to read that. Second um, Peter uh, 2, two five. It says, and if he did not spare... That's God. If And he did not spare the ancient world, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness. So Noah, when he says that he's a preacher of righteousness, Noah was filled with goodness. Noah was filled with honesty. Noah was filled with virtue. Noah was filled with integrity. So Noah was a preacher of righteousness. It says with seven others, when he brought, you know, when God brought, of course, the judgment, a flood upon the earth, upon the world, you know, of the ungodly. So I know we haven't really discussed the flood yet, but I like the fact that what Noah is doing. And if I could put my put my thoughts in that day, Noah was building and preaching building and preaching. And I think sometimes, you know, Adney, just to make it a little bit more uh, relevant and, and uh, you know, how it applies to us, that's what we have to do. You know, God has given us instructions and God is very specific when it comes to his instructions. You know, like he told the disciples, he said, go out there to the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. God gave them specific instructions. He gave them a great commission. And God has commissioned all his children, all his disciples. So you're like a Noah in this day. I'm like a Noah in this day. So God has given us specific instructions. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and preach and tell people, hey, about the errors of their way and to get into the ark. Because the ark is a safety place, you know? So, so, so of course judgment is going to come and we didn't even talk about that yet. You know, it's a safety place in order for you to not be condemned. There are no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus in order for you to not be condemned or judge. 
you got to get in the body of Christ. So there right there is a parallel when it comes to Noah um, and the ark and, and the way he's building and his preaching. Cause I see Jesus all up in it, but Adam, you could go ahead. I, I know you, you, you want to say something right there. I, I, I really appreciate um, that you showed us how Noah was not just building and he was also preaching. Cause I remember a brother, I think it was uh, two years ago when, oh, no, we're in what, 2020, 2017, three years ago, I went to the crusade for Christ and um, the, the minister who was preaching um, the crusade, uh, he said, a gracious God, justifiable judgment. And I was like, okay, where are you going with this? And when he let us know how Noah, not only was Noah building, Noah was preaching and he was preaching because it took him 120 years to build that ark. So that shows me that God is extremely gracious. Like he gives us yeah. grace. Yeah. And in the process of grace, if we don't get it right, he's like, okay, look, you know, I tried. You know, I've given you the opportunity to get it right and you choose to do your own thing. So guess what? I'm just going to have to be justified in in what I do. Like people will say then if God is so good um, and he's so real, why is all of this happening? Why is there rape? Why is there murder? Uh, Take a look at your heart, because at the end of the day, it's a heart condition for us not to hear the word of God, for us not to um, trust God when he says, get it together. Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is a reason he's giving us grace. He's giving us time to get it together. When all, in all honesty, he's God, he's sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. So when I think of that, that's what comes to my mind is a gracious God, justifiable judgment because Noah's preaching to y'all and y'all still not listening to him. That's, that's what came to my mind. Amen. Amen. And like, even, you know, when we read about Noah, uh, I make a parallel of Noah and, and Jesus because Jesus Christ came, he did the same thing. Jesus Christ was building, he was building his ministry. You know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And not only that, he was uh, meeting the needs, the physical needs of people and the spiritual needs. So the physical needs were people that were sick and lame and they had little health alignments. So Jesus Christ, he did not only to deliver those that were spiritually sick, but those that were physically sick. And that's what I like about the Savior. So he was building his ministry. And not only that, he was preaching. He was preaching um, the ministry. So building, he had his disciples, his 12 disciples with him. And then uh, he was preaching. Jesus Christ was, was a preacher of righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. So we could say that. So I look at it like, here's Noah in that day, building the ark. And it had to take a lot of patience, Adney, you know, and a lot of frustration, you know. So Noah had to been frustrated, like, you know, but yet he made it through God's strength, you know. So God had been giving him some encouragement to continue to persevere. There, so the reason why I said that it had to take a level degree of patience, because the ark is huge. It takes time. So when we think of terms of ministry, you know how people just want things right away. So when you're doing God's will, like, so, you know, you may have like a a church, a gathering, they say, you know, only five people got saved. 
Well, um, it takes time. You know, you, you got to keep building. You got to keep preaching, you know, because people think that, and, and you know what I like about God in this, Adney, because God, when he created everything except for man and all living things, God spoke everything to existence. God could have spoke that ark into existence, but God let Noah do the work. Okay, because remember, he has called Adam to cultivate. He has called humanity to work. But God has given Noah a God-given task in order for Noah to fulfill. Noah could have fulfilled that within probably a year or three or four. But 120 years show you that God's patience, as you alluded to, God's sovereignty, God's grace, and, and even Noah's perseverance. It took time. He had to be patient. He had to say, like, man, I got to... You know, I got to I got to get at this project again because God gave me this task. So I got to I got to go at it. That's day one. Day two. Honey, look, go ahead and cook, honey, because God gave me a task and and I got to go ahead and build it some more. And let's just say uh, uh, day 90. Honey, I'm almost done. I'm almost <laughs> I'm almost done. Just, just 30 more days. So God, God gave Noah the strength to build the ark. So here's God gave Noah specific instructions, you know, go for wood. And I was looking like, wow, he used wood, wood. It's wood that he used, the material wood to build the ark. And when Jesus Christ stepped on the scene, it was wood that he bared. I said, wow, one is building with wood and one carried the wood. He carried the weight of sin for humanity with the wood. I mean, I don't know what type of wood it was. You know, I'm just saying that stating that the fact that it's wood, you know, there's different kind of woods, but Jesus Christ carried wood. But that's what I got to say for that. So, Adney, I'm going to go on a quick break and I'm going we're going to come right back and I'm going to let you have it from 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 there. If you enjoy podcasts like myself and you're seeking a podcast host, look no other than Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episode, and more. Podcast isn't hard when you have the right partners on your side. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you get you a $20, $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Thank you. All right, Adney. All right. You have anything to say? I know I, I, I said a mouthful. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support 
and we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless. Um, I was I was looking up a scripture. I just couldn't remember where it was. And it's where Paul is saying to the people, did I die for you? Was I crucified for you? And he said, um, I planted Apollo's watered, but God gave the increase. And I was I was thinking of that because you were saying God was so patient with them. And and Noah still went out and preached and no one it's like it didn't even touch their hearts, like the words that he was preaching. Like I could only imagine the words that he was sharing with them. Like, look, God is about to flood this land. Y'all need to get it together. I'm letting y'all know this is what he said to me. And I can only imagine what they were looking at him saying, like this man crazy. What are you talking about? He crazy. He don't know nothing. And then Noah's steady building and they just like looking at him crazy. Like, oh, so he's just going to sit there building this ark. Ain't never been no rain, nothing. So I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I literally transported myself to that time to see what was going on with, um, with their mindset when he was preaching to them. And that, that's what came to my mind, that verse that, you know, he planted, he planted, he was, he was planted and he was watering. So that's that's what what God allowed me to see while you were talking. And then number two, when you spoke about the wood, go for wood. There is no definition for that wood. It just it, it, they don't even know like how to translate that wood. So that wood is extremely special in in itself. And I'm wondering, is that the same wood they used for Jesus? You know, when they um, crucified him, um, because you just said something so profound. One used wood to build and the other one carried the wood, carried our sin on that wood. And and that to me was extremely powerful. And that's something that we all have to take into consideration. Our Savior carried wood for us. He carried it for us. Jesus could have said, you know what, Daddy, let me tell you. I've been down here with these people. Their hearts are hardened. All they want is for me to feed them and just show them miracles. They are not interested in in, in transforming. They're not interested in being saved. They're not interested in being a part of the kingdom. Just go ahead and do what you're going to do. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to still try and I'm going to try until my last, last, last until I say it is finished. And that's exactly what he did. Amen. That's well said. So we're just going to dive in right into uh, Noah and his family. Uh, we're going to try to finish as quickly as, as possible. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and touch on, uh, on Genesis 7 verses 1 and uh, 7 verses 1 first. And then we'll go to 7. It said, then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, uh, you with all your household for you meaning alone I have seen as righteous before me in this generation. And verse number seven, then Noah and his sons and his wife and his son wives with him entered the ark to escape the flood waters. And let me go to 13. Just And on, on the very same day, Noah and Shem and Ham, and Japheth, the son of Noah, and Noah's wife, and, and the three wives of his son with them entered the ark. So here's God. And then I know we, we uh, touched on this uh, slightly uh, last week. 
But here's God not only showing favor uh, to Noah, but also to Noah and his family. So I read 1 Peter 3.20 already. So that means you trying to mean, tell me only eight people were in the ark? Like out of all those people in the world, like only eight people took heed to the word, to the message that was being delivered. Because I'm sure, you know, so uh, Noah's sons had front row seat. You got a man, Noah, connected with God, communicating with God. They had to have front row seats. So they had to say like, wow, look at my dad. Like he's serious about this God stuff. He's serious about this message. I mean, to hear a message being preached for 120 years, you must first preach in your house before you preach to the world. So Noah had to have been a, a real good example by, by sharing that word with his wife sharing the word with his sons. Cause the last time I checked, sometimes those that come out of your house, they still step outside the house. They, 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 you know, he could, cause you could have had that son or that, that um sister uh say, Hey Noah, you know, we hear you preaching. We hear you, but we ain't going to get in that art. So there's some, sometimes, you know, the enemy will be those that are in your household. So, but Noah in this day, his family took heed uh, to the message and they went along and followed him into the ark. So that's what I see that. I mean, that's, that's a blessing for them to be obedient like that. Cause I'll tell you what, when I got saved, uh, years ago and, um, God, I knew that God had a calling on my life and, and, you know, God already had told me that I needed to start teaching and preaching to my household. And then I know it's going to be a very difficult task for me to do because how could one man go, come from being an alcoholic to doing all kinds of sinful things to now talk to me about Jesus? So that was a difficult task for me, but I still did it. So I was saved. You know, I got baptized, saved, on fire for God, still on fire. And, and then I was, you know, talking to my family members about the Lord. And not everybody received it. A lot of them... Well, I don't want to say that they rejected me because it wasn't me that they were rejecting, but they were rejecting the Lord. Right. But from a human standpoint, it, it got to me. I'm like, man, you know, they they don't really see what I see. And and I'm trying to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ and and how he came and saved us and, and set the captives free. But they didn't want to hear it. But I'm sure if God would have had me, if it was in Noah's day. And here I am, I'm building the ark and, and I lived in that same house and I'm preaching the same message for 120 years. They could have easily had that free will to say, look, you know, we hear you, bruh, bruh, little bruh, big bruh, we hear you, we out of here. Or they could have said, you know what, we going on with big bruh, man. You know, we, we, we going in that ark because if God said it, he said it. So you got anything to add on that, Adney? I was listening to you and I remember, <laughs> I remember trying to uh, minister to my brother and he fell asleep on me. Like literally I opened the Bible, started talking and, and it was myself and another sister and we tried to teach him and he fell asleep. And all I, I remember the Holy Spirit saying, it's not, it, it's, it, trust me, it's not you that he's, he's doing that to. It's me. So don't, don't, don't fret. Don't, you know, and then it came down to, other people. I remember my daughter having a close friend of hers that all of her friends 
call me mom. So I ministered to her. My daughter ministered to her and she got baptized. So God had to show us people will always be in a different season in their lives to receive the word of God. And within that season, some of their hearts are ready and receptive and some of their hearts are just stone cold as like ice. And that's what God had to show me that when we teach, when we go and we teach, it's not us that they're rejecting. It's him. Even as, as far as like people I work with, like if I'm, if they see just my attitude, like I think I told you this yesterday, I said a lot of times we're the only Bible people sees is we don't have to open the great book to to evangelize to them. Our attitudes, the way we treat other people, the language that we use when we're talking and ministering. So I can only imagine not him just building the ark, but his persona, the integrity that he showed, the love for God. God that he displayed in his house. So his family probably was like, oh, our daddy's serious about this. He's not fake about his walk with with the Lord. He is serious and we better follow in step with him. And that's, and I believe that's what happened from his wife down to his children and and his um, his children's wives. They saw Noah as the example that they needed to follow. And that's what, what was coming to me. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. He, He had to been consistent. Like, you know, like for him to, I mean, that's faith. Noah's faithful. He's a faithful man. Hebrew uh, eleven seven. it said, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heirs of the righteousness, which is by faith. So that tells you that Noah, Noah was a faithful man. He had a level degree of faith for God to tell him something and he moved. That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies, but this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow. Because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God 
and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.